following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. A little bit earlier than expected for everybody here on a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco as we've got plenty to break down. Just one more preseason game on the docket for the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. And we've got three in the books. All three have been losses. And we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a couple of moments. So glad you're with us on Talking Cowboys alongside professional football analyst Heckma Harrison. We've got resident Super Bowl champion Isaiah Stanback and the great Rob Phillips, Cowboys insider. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And gentlemen, well, let's go. Let's take a step back for a little bit. The great Rob P. Oh, of course. Mm, the great P. Island. Let's take a step back P. and give that. the props to the, the props oh. to the Oh, well, you say, hey, listen, tear jerker, Great bro. job. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> Your allergies <laughs> acted up too? <laughs> you had me get the. Thanks. Man. I had the double back cry. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. I thought my allergies were tripping. No. Nah. You, you double backed. I, I to, man. Yo, that man. was, that was it, so good. It was a little dusty. It was a little yeah, dusty. A little dusty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the HEPA filter is not working that great in my house, apparently. <laughs> no, you did a great job, right? That was, that was we're, great. We're, of course, talking about the Darren Woodson documentary that we alluded to on Thursday A Path to Safety. The Deep Blue Rob Phillips was a huge. Huge hand in putting that together. Great shout out to uh, Madison as well, oh, yeah. who edited. Sure. Fantastic job, Darren. Loved it, right? I mean, that's what he said to you. Yeah, he said he told Nick he really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Keith Tucker, his best friend, who's, mm-hmm. who's featured that part was really there, cool. Reached out. I think he enjoyed it. So uh, that's that's always important. You want to make sure that Isaiah and I were just talking. You don't want to disrespect anybody. You want to misrepresent anybody's life. That's a, that's something you really take seriously. So I'm glad. Pe- I hope people watch it. I hope people enjoyed it out there. Yeah. If you if you missed it on Saturday, you can go watch it right now on demand. It's on DallasCowboys.com. You can go find it there in the video section. It's also on YouTube. Correct. Uh, yeah, on YouTube, Facebook, uh, the website, anywhere you want yeah. to go, check it out. So plenty of yes. uh, plenty of places. The Cowboys Now app as well, uh, which you can download on your Fire, your Roku. You can watch it on the TV screen like you would any other documentary, and it, it really is worth your time. It is yeah. fantastic. Very well guys. done again, Rob Phillips Thanks on that, that Rob, yeah. and everybody that was involved with the a path to safety. You got a couple more. I think one more documentary that's coming out. In the next week or two weeks or so? Two more. Two more? Yeah. So nice. there's one over draft stories. It's called War Stories. And yeah. it's about like inside draft news. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Really, really cool. I got a sneak, Very cool. sneak peek at that trailer, man. Uh-oh. That's, that's it's, it's, the guy it's that's good. really it's cool. Good. The guy that's doing the VO on that is sick. Yeah, I heard you know, he was. And I've heard, I heard. Just saying. Sultry, actually. Who, who, who might that be? I don't know. I don't know. Just check it out. Two weeks. It's all good. We're gonna have to give. We're gonna pause in like two weeks from the from the podcast and give Heckma mad props for what his voice sounds like on the documentary. Um, what's the other one that's coming out? Jesse Holly. Oh, Jay that's Holly. right. Yeah, with some really cool. That's gonna be really cool. That's a dope. cool. Uh, life and career story for him, too. That's awesome. really cool. Two already out. We had the Path to Safety and then also the Drew Pearson documentary. Which was awesome, well. Which was awesome. Yeah. Super fantastic. So, lots to catch up on. If you want to binge Dallas Cowboys, you can watch Talking Cowboys. You can see our interview with Darren Woodson. That was last Thursday. But let's talk about going on what we saw binge-watching-wise on Saturday. And that was the Cowboys and the Houston Texans as the Cowboys fall 20-14. to They are now 0 and three in the preseason. Rob, you would like to get a couple of wins. You really would. <laughs> just to kind of get the ball rolling. Is there any concern about just, you know, the wheels falling off, even though it's not even the preseason? Not really wheels falling off. That's a little dramatic. That's doomsday sounding. You mean because they haven't won a preseason game yet? Yeah. I mean, is yeah. there any worry about what's going on right now? No. Okay. No, not for me. I mean, Dak hasn't played. Cool. He hasn't. He hasn't had a chance to get in there and give him... A touchdown drive, you would hope. Um, Cooper Rush now leads the the quarterbacks in terms of touchdown passes in preseason with two on Saturday night, and we had a discussion about the backup quarterback situation 
the other day. And I th- and I brought it up too. I mean, to me, there's still some questions on the offense in terms of your backup quarterback. Who's your backup quarterback? Who's your swing tackle? Who's your backup <laughs> center? I don't know if those have been fully all fully addressed. I mean, I think your backup center is probably Connor Williams, and you're gonna have to live with some growing pains there. But those other two positions, I don't know what the answer is yet. And and backup quarterback got more interesting. Coming yes, out of Saturday it night. Definitely did. Garrett Gilbert went three of five. He saw what? One, two series, I guess. Two series. Two series. My goodness. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in there quick. Is that is that something to take note in, Isaiah? Absolutely. Especially yeah. in a quote unquote dress rehearsal? Yeah, he got snatched out the game. We're just gonna say it just as about as blatantly as we can say you it. You think that, so? Yeah, he got snatched. Because he got the hook. That, that, that was not that was that okay. was straight Sandman, uh, you know, night at the Apollo, get off the stage because you're messing up. Um and we're not about to stink up this whole game. You, so there's there's a thing to it. You you know, you kinda alluded to it at the very beginning there. You know, things were kind of getting off the rails there for a second. It was ugly. And you know, as and that game three in the preseason, the most important preseason game. I think we talked about that last week mm-hmm. as well. So you can't afford to let this thing get off the rails in the preseason game early. You just can't because then you're going to have four quarters of just bad football. So they got them up out of there relatively quickly, and they got it back on the rails when Rush came in again. Mike McCarthy said he was asked that question, did you take him out sooner than you planned? And he said we wanted to balance out the reps with Cooper Rush. So that's – that's the head coaches. They, but the thing about it is, to your point, it's like, has this felt like a real backup competition within the roster until Saturday night? Not, not so much. I feel like it's more Gar- Garrett Gilbert competing against anybody else that might come available. And, and, and you know, and Cooper Rush has played pretty well, but every first team rep has gone to Garrett Gilbert. Absolutely. Yeah, there really hasn't been any fluctuation. How, do you guys feel that that changed this week? I think so. Yeah, I think it definitely, I think did. It definitely Heck, did. You think so? Yeah, I, I really felt bad for Garrett Gilbert, like you said, getting the hook. And I think it was a sack that did it for him. I, I, he was patting that ball and just didn't have any pocket awareness. And, and But that's yeah, been the case all, all, all absolutely, preseason. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've also pointed out, you know, the way that the receivers interact with him and knowing whether the ball is going to get completed or not. But I thought that when Cooper, when Rush came in, things, like you said, got back on the rails and you saw the offense move more efficiently. Um I was really happy to see Kellen Moore's offense work yes. and click the way that it did. Um, Ralston, guys like that, the fullback, I love this guy. He's going to be my favorite, I'm telling you right now, if he makes the team. <laughs> uh, I just love what he, the, the bringing the fullback into play. It's like a lost art, right? Uh, but the things that we've been talking about, red zone efficiency and, and things like that, we saw yep. uh, Kellen Moore put together a few drives, and that was all – Rush doing that. Yep. So, and I've, I and I, I wrote about it uh, during the OTAs about this position was Gil- Gary Gilbert's to lose. Well, if you're doing the underwear Olympics and you don't have to worry about pressure, you can just let that thing rip. He did a really good job of that, but the the clock is just not going off in his head. He's patting the ball. And to, and to that point, heck, some of the things that Garrett Gilbert was struggling with, right, in terms of holding onto the ball, in terms of getting to his reads and making quick decisions. Rush came in and had a – I mean, it was a direct comparison now. He, he, he had the same situations where nobody was open. It was quote-unquote coverage sacks, sacks, and Rush took off, right? Got a first down. Slid, hurry up, get whatever yardage you can, pop up, and get back in the huddle, right? Getting to your first, second, third read sometimes, right? Making those quick decisions. Whenever, you know, instead of throwing a ball back and across coverage, what did Rush do? He came in and threw the ball away, right? He had those opportunities to make those same mistakes that Gilbert was making. Now, whether it had been he had the opportunity to see that, right, live and in action, to say, when I get my opportunity, I'm not going to do the same thing. Or he just naturally was making better decisions. Either way, instinctively, he was doing better than Gilbert was. And I think that was a direct comparison from the time that Gilbert left the game to the time Rush came in. What is that? What is the hesitancy that you're seeing with Gilbert not trusting what he's seeing? Because you know in the, in the NFL, those windows are very small, small. And most quarterbacks are throwing guys open, open. instead of Correct. waiting for them to be it's, open. There's an anticipation. So what, yeah, so what you're touching base on right now is quarterback. You can't wait in this league. You can't wait till somebody is actually open. Yeah. You can't wait if, if, if Heckman Harrison is running a route. He's running a 10-yard out route. I can't wait for Heckman to put his right foot in the ground and plant to go open up to the left side and then wait for him to turn his head, look at me, show his hands, and say, hey, I want the ball. Because that window, by the time I release the ball to the time it gets in your hands, that window has closed. So what am I doing? I am anticipating that you're going to be open. I see your leverage on the, on the defensive back or whatever it may be, and I know that you're going to be open, and I trust that because we have that symmetry where I'm going to release the ball, you're coming out your break, ball's going to be there on time, boom. That's not happening. 
happening with Gary Gilbert. He's yeah. questioning that. Mm-hmm. Whether that's his relationship with the receivers, whether that's a timing thing, or whether he's just waiting for literally somebody just to come wide open. Either way, <laughs> it's, not, it's not working out for yeah. him. And, and, and that's okay. Because that's what happens in a preseason. However... You have to turn it up and say, guess what? I can't throw the ball right now. Run on that ball. And when he got strip sacked right there, he had 15, 20 yards of open space in front of him. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. Go run with them gimpy legs or whatever you got. And then they left in the tank <laughs> and go get you some yards. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And go get you some yards. So that's all the coaches want to see is make you see you make good, informed decisions. It doesn't matter if it's a big play. Move the chains. That and, has happened a couple times in, in the red zone in the first couple games as well. And usually what you just said, like you see it with younger quarterbacks, and he yeah. hasn't played a lot in the NFL, but he's been around a while. I think you see it with Danucci, where yeah. oh, you know gosh. he's not he's not trusting what he sees fast enough, and that's normal for a young quarterback. But and obviously he struggled in the game with yep. three interceptions. And they're and they're polar opposites, mm-hmm. right? So Gary Gilbert holds the ball forever and and Danucci just throws it up. Right, sometimes so he's just trying to make something happen. Yeah. So they're they're polar opposites as well. So it's kind of the, the, the dichotomy of these guys. is kind of crazy because you got the two extremes, then you got Russia that kind of comes in the middle and just like that's what you're doing wrong. That's what you're doing wrong. Okay, I'm gonna play it in the middle. Right, <laughs> position myself strategically to see what, how how this thing shakes down. I thought he looked. Cooper Rush looked like a guy that's been in Kellen Moore's system for four years. Yeah, I mean, he, he had to yeah, stop with the Giants, but other than that, he's he just looks. Like he's got command of the system. He's comfortable. And a fan actually tweeted at me a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago and said, "If you put, if you combine Cooper Rush's skill set with what the Nucci does well, like that might be your number two quarterback because mm. Nucci's got the arm talent, you know. But Co- Cooper seems maybe most comfortable of all the three guys right. with the offense. But we'll see. And they responded to him. But yeah. has your st- has your stance changed on the backup quarterback being on this roster? No. Okay. No, backup quarterback in my eyes is still not on his still roster, not on it. and I still yeah. think that the Cowboys need to. And I know I'm, I mean I don't get in put in the principal's house. I'm not a GM. However, my suggestion would be you're gonna have to make a big trade. Mm. You're going to have to make a big trade this week before before the preseason game. I, I don't know that the Cowboys know this for certain. I don't think they do for certain. I mean, Mike was asked after the game if he's. I wrote about this. Has he seen enough evidence that Gilbert? Or Rush will be the number two guy. Clarence Hill asked that question. He said, "Well, we have one more week, and we're going to need it." That's wow. that was his answer. So, I mean, look, I mean, the Cowboys have made no secret to you guys' point. Like they're going to keep their options open. They worked yeah. out two guys in the off season. They're not married to the backup quarterback situation. The problem is who's out there. What can you fit under the cap? All that stuff. But, Pete, when you pay the kind of money that you paid your number one guy, you yeah. don't want to hear anything about, well, here we are talking about the but, number two. But you have and you to. You just paid your number one guy. But you have to, right? But you have to. you got to prepare yourself for the worst-case scenario because last year was the worst-case scenario. So if you go into this year again underneath those same – now, last year was a doggone F5 tornado. Everything happened. <laughs> Not yeah. only was it a bad storm, but the whole, the whole doggone town got wiped out, right? If, but that's the thing is if it wasn't a tornado, if it wasn't everything in front of the quarterback got wiped out along with the quarterback. I think we were in good position. Which you would have felt okay with Andy Dalton at the helm. I would yes. have. Yes. Every, I think everybody did, I but everything went wrong around Yeah, everything went wrong. It was not a good look regardless. Yeah. I kind of want to go back to Cooper Rush. Sure. You want to add something real quick? No, I, I I was thinking about this the other day. Go ahead. I, I this, I'll i save it. it it's kind of okay. a, it, it, it's a little winding. Okay, we'll save there. it for a yeah. second. But I, I want to go back to Cooper Rush because we're talking about the confidence, the, the comfortableness mm-hmm. of, of what he was able to do in Calamore's offense. I've seen it, I think, over the last couple of weeks, and Rob, you could probably attest to this. That has grown exponentially and visibly from Cooper Rush ever since day one at Oxnard till this point. I mean, you have seen the confidence continue to grow because he came in, didn't look great at the beginning, and now he has since then kind of taken every step along the way to get back to where he was, I think, before he even went or before he was not on the roster anymore. Do you see that same kind of deal with Cooper Rush and the confidence that's continuing to grow? Yeah, and I asked him after the game about his comfort level in Kell's offense. He definitely has that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is I forgot that he, he had a couple things injury-wise that he's been dealing with since they got to Oxnard. He had some back spasms early, and he had a shoulder thing that came out of the Canton game. So he's been a little banged up, and, and maybe it's a matter of being healthy. you know, Because he... Let me say this. I will say Garrett Gilbert, over the last month, and and you've seen it, you're out Mm -hmm. there, he's had some good practices. He's done well. He's had some good stretches where he's played well in that number 1 offense deal. But is it it enough? You know, is it enough for them to stop looking? Cooper Rush looked like the number 2 quarterback 
on Saturday night based on production. Yeah. He really yeah. did. Cooper Rush played like someone that knew his job was on the line. He, yeah. you know, I mean, these guys are not point. blind to the fact that if we don't get this done, this game or the next, and I don't put enough on tape, I may not be here. The Cowboys are not – they're going to get this number two guy with or without me. I would rather it be with. And he played like that. He had the, the offense moving like that. He, I mean, and the one thing that he didn't do, didn't turn over the ball, didn't make costly mistakes. Yes. And that's the thing from an organization. Oh, standpoint that you want to see just don't lose it for us I mean we want you to make plays but and and be the proverbial bus driver can you do that if we have our full litany of guys here can you bus drive us to a victory because that's all you want from your number two quarterback if you guys were wearing your GM hats right now what move would you do would you stay with one of these guys or are you going out trying to make a big trade I would trade I think I'm on your boat from what I've I seen, think you're definitely looking around to see what you can do to potentially upgrade. I think you have to do that as your, as the, your the, job. Co- the closer you get to these last cuts, you're starting to see more teams need quarterbacks. Sure. So like your 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 window of opportunity, as we talk about windows, right? Window of opportunity is really dwindling, right? In terms of the the, the level of competition that you're going to have for those remaining quarterbacks, there's mm-hmm. only a handful of them out there mm-hmm. that are probably realistically attainable. What are you going to do? That's the part that scares me, though, because if Indeed, there is a, a higher price, or excuse me, a higher need on the quarterbacks. There will be a higher price. You're going to see premiums paid out for backup quarterbacks because there are teams that have stashed them. Correct. There are teams with multiple backup Correct. quarterbacks. I mean, look at the Bills. Look at the Bears. Yeah. I mean, there are multiple teams that could that could say, "All right, come on, give me your best offer. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out." I don't know how much the Cowboys would have to offer without giving up some kind of comfortable level elsewhere. That's my biggest because question. backups are not at a premium, and when you talk about a teams, backup quarterback is though, but you talk about teams like Chicago, let's say San Francisco, they have two young quarterbacks that are kind of making headway in the preseason. Do you is the future now for those teams? And you start, and I'm not going to say any names and get in trouble, but I'm just saying like there's those situations where teams like the Cowboys would. You know, go and say, look, we want to present this trade for your guy, vice versa. Yeah. Are those teams, knowing that you're in a desperate situation, mm-hmm. are they hoarding those because we want to bleed you as dry as we yeah. possibly can? They're not the, just going to give answer, them to you. The answer, the answer is yes. And I think the perfect scenario for the Cowboys, obviously, is, is analyzing their roster and seeing where are we deepest. Right, where are we deepest? And hopefully, where uh, we're deepest, that's the same area that that this team that has we, backups. Where are we deepest, Isaiah? I, I, yeah. I, I think. I think we. I think we have the most competition at defensive back right now. Mm. I think that's where. I, that doesn't mean you're deepest, though. In terms of competition level, yes. Because okay. I think we have the most talent in terms of depth, right? If we had one, one our, our, our first you string and our second string go down, do we still have guys that we feel we can play with? And the answer is yes. Sure. You don't have that top guy, that top echelon yeah, you don't have guy. A, you, you don't have, have a, a bunch of Absolutely, dudes. right? Yeah. You don't have a, a all pro whatever. But you have, you have some very competitive guys okay. that go three deep mm-hmm. easily, right? So I think you're hoping that one of those teams that have a three deep quarterback situation needs that same position that you're deep in because you're now in a position to – to deal one of those guys yep. to fit their need while they fit your need, and that takes the the the, um, the advantage away. The the one thing I will say about this, and I'll I'll pass it to you, Rob, is if you're trying to go get let's let's just throw Andy Dalton. Uh, no, I can't even say can't, specific yeah. names. Let's just say you're going to go try and get a quarterback. You're not going to trade a Jordan Lewis or uh, Anthony Brown for a. Starting, I guess, depends, backup quarterback depends on where your number one is, and we don't know that. We don't know the uh, extent true. of that. If it is well a month know. thing, then you—that's you, what you said. We talked about, about this before. Then you see a drastic move like that, and that'll tell you everything you need to know. And they've done that. I mean, they've thrown draft picks at when Romo broke his collarbone in 2015. They went and got Matt Castle. They, 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 mm. They'll throw a, a pick. Out there, and you you can do that. Now, what did I, that take? Do you remember? Oh, it was like a fifth, maybe Matt swapping Castle? sevenths or something like that. But there's yeah. te- there's teams calling. I'm seeing there's teams calling for offensive linemen. Oh yeah. Always. So I mean, you know, it really just depends on the needs of the team that you're talking to. Yeah. You just hope that if you are going to make that move, that they are in need of a position that you're willing to deal. I do think it's it, to your point, heck, because you kind of led me where I was going. It's important to kind of bring it back to QB one and just. Rem- just clear it that every- he's okay. Every- yeah, 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 he's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, he went through his pregame throwing session. It was 50-something throws. That's what they wanted 52 to do. 52, to be exact. 52. 
He looked really good. No issues. Everything we've heard, no issues. I know there's been reports out there suggesting he. Yeah, what was up with that? I don't get what. What what was that about? I didn't really hear about it till I got to the stadium. It was a. Was it ESPN? Was it a? It's a rap report thing. Rap report or Schefter? Why does he do that, man? Like he drops a bump. I don't even know if it was like an official like. Source report. He no, may have said a, something. It was a screenshot. Or wait, yeah. what are, you, are you talking about Dan Quinn? I, sorry, I was reading up. No, I'm saying this pick. is something maybe Adam Schefter had said oh, about said, Dak. Yeah, yeah. Be, he, yeah. Conversation yeah. and it got and it got picked up. He may not like be this, ready for the first game. Or he may not be 100 percent all I mean, year. I mean, but I mean, I agreed with his with his statement. Well, I, I didn't disagree with his statement. His statement was alluding to what we've talked about in the past. Not only now is he dealing with trying to come back from an ankle, but now he's dealing with overcoming a shoulder. So did he ever did too. he ever get to a hundred percent? I think was to a chef's question. Like, is he did he ever even have a chance to get to a hundred percent? So if he never even had a chance to get to a hundred percent from the ankle because he had to deal with the shoulder, now is he ready going into the season? Is he at a hundred percent going into the season? Not is he ready. Is he a hundred percent? I think the ankle's good. Yep. I know the ankle's good. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's in good shape with where the shoulder is right now. And it sounds like he's going to do more this week in practice. Right, has to. I'm not going to play in this game Sunday. They're just going to get him ready for the opener. I think that this discussion is more about the importance of having that depth because you mentioned Andy Dalton. Like, and and this is where I was going earlier. Is is I think fan, some fans say. Well, if you, if that goes down, you're screwed anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. But I think the counterpoint to that is like 2008. Romo breaks his pinky finger in Arizona, misses three games. They just needed three games out of their backup quarterback to just kind of keep them afloat, and they lost two or three, mm. and they lost the last week of the season when Romo and they got blown out by Philly mm. and missed the playoffs in a year that they were supposed to be. Contending for the Super Bowl, you're bringing back yeah bad fan trauma right now. I'm sorry, that is like silver linings playbook. (laughs) That that Philly 44 to six game, and like, but that's that's what you that's why you got to feel good about your backup quarterback. Is even hopefully it's not the last 11 weeks like Dak last year, but maybe it's three games that maybe something pops up, and you got to make sure in a tight division race you're okay. You know that's why it's important. Mm-hmm. But uh, one more thing about Cooper Rush. Okay. Your point, he does look more comfortable, and maybe the, the Cowboys must be seeing that. For them to decide, hey, let's even this out a little bit. Let's see him behind the first offensive line. You know, that's they clearly have seen enough in practice to give him that opportunity. And that was a good sign to see our just real quick, our ones yes. in to see Tyron Smith, to see Leal Collins. We've seen him on preseason, but to see Zach Martin, just to see the full, you know, that those five guys together. And I thought it was important for them to get some run. And man, we just when they were in, you could tell the difference in the offense, the way yeah. that it flowed, not the turnover not the turnovers and all the other stuff. Yeah. Like that. So I've got a, a crazy hypothetical for you guys before we go to break. Oh, I love the tease. So I'm gonna, uh, or should I should I save it? I'm gonna save it for the next break. I've got a hypothetical around the quarterback position. We're gonna pick three weeks mm. this season. I want you to tell me what the record would be with each of the three quarterbacks we currently have on the roster behind Dak Prescott when we return here on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. 
Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. The final Cowboys preseason game of the year is this Sunday, August 29th at AT AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your last chance to see the Cowboys prepare for the 2021 season. A limited number of single games tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets once again final preseason game and then the Cowboys go on the road for the first two weeks of the year so between August 29th and September 27th this is your last chance to see the Cowboys at home so you might as well stick it out you might as well come to AT&T Stadium and be a part of that Jaguars final preseason game are you doing sideline this this I will yeah dog you have been you're gonna take somebody's job here pretty soon Uh, thank you Somebody loved it. Tell me. Loved it. I'm telling you, dude. I I'm just super sidetracked. I've had so much fun doing this the sideline stuff, yeah, and you were it, of course that's too. not like a comfort level for me. Like this, that's all new for me yeah. specifically. But I've learned so much. It's been can't really even cool. go to dinner with this guy anymore, man. People Same. stopping us, and you know, Same. I mean, between, like, yeah. oh my god, you're Kyle. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, between between the documentaries, the sideline voiceovers, I don't know what the heck. I mean, wait, now can who we even that? can we even do don't a you, Tostitos no, no, Plaza no, no, anymore? No, no. Can we even do that anymore? Who was in the booth last week? Who was in the booth? That is, I was a mute. <laughs> you were there. Oh. You were there, and you talked, and you made great points. Hey, there's What's only so you? much you can do. There's only so much you can do. But Jeez, yeah, hey, the Cowboys crew is on the ascension all the way through. Chris yeah, yeah, hey, hey De, take well. that, De. Our whole crew is is, is, is elevating over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I heard you talking about your we crew over there. Yet. You don't want to see us. Yeah, we haven't peaked yet. <laughs> uh, we're not even in that fight. It's it's an yeah. yeah. I want, I, I would love that if that happened. Yeah. If if I th- Chris just got in our ear and said, "Don't have him come down," I would love it if we got come, him. Just, come on down. Uh, come down. Uh, let Hang and nah, fight that man, fight. Yeah. I don't, don't want to <laughs> fight that fight. All right, so I've got three games that I've picked out on the Cowboys schedule. I'm going to give you a bye week beforehand too. <laughs> so bye week, week seven, and then weeks eight, nine, and ten at Minnesota, and then at home against Denver, at home against Atlanta. I want you to tell me to the record out of those three games. If you had to keep the the sail alive, or I guess the the boat afloat, if you had to keep the boat afloat with a backup quarterback, something happens. It's a it's a three week deal for Dak Prescott. You gonna, you're going to tell us which quarterback? Yeah, and then you're going to tell me Ugh. what what the record would be. You want to start? Mm-mm. Okay, Isaiah. I'm going one and two with all three. All three of them? Well, no, with, with, with the first two quarterbacks. Danucci, we're going 0-3. So it's, it doesn't really matter either way. You're nope. going, one, going and one and two. So which one would be the win? Uh, it's Minnesota, Denver, it's be, and Atlanta. It's going to be – it's, it's going to have to be Atlanta. Okay, so that third week. Yeah. So you would lose the first two, and then the third yeah. week would be a win with Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Okay, let's do Cooper Rush, Rob. I think that's fair, like one and two. I mean, because like, you're looking at the quarterback matchup, right? We're yes. talking Minnesota, mm-hmm. Denver, and Atlanta. Well, Minnesota and Atlanta, man, I mean, that's that's an edge of quarterback if Dak Prescott's not in there. So, I mean, that's that's the most important position. I'd have to lean that way. Would you say, what, what about Ben DiNucci for you? I, you know, I, I think it'd be hard pressed to win a game with with Ben. He's not. I don't think he's ready to be in that position. No. I don't think that. I think he's got a chance to still be a quarterback in this league. Last night, notwithstanding, but he's not competing to be the backup this year. He's competing for a spot to develop. Yes. You know, I, I look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And so we saw last year he wasn't ready. I don't think he'd be ready this year either. To be honest with you. Okay. I feel like I'm in Tostitos Plaza right now. Right? Are you going to go through? <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But, you know, I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to go one and two uh, for Garrett Gilbert. And I would, you know, I, and close on that Denver game. I just think that Minnesota, I think they would they would confuse them defensively with all the tape that they have on them yeah. right now. So that's the reason why I'm saying that. But not that I think Denver's that much better. But Atlanta's a dumpster fire this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
one and two. I'm going to be one and two, and I just think Danucci wouldn't have a chance at all. So it's 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 the same thing as Isaiah, one mm-hmm. and two for Rush and Gilbert? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. How do you feel? I, I actually agree completely. 3-0 for Danucci? I know you really love his I love Danucci, man. I, I loved his potential. Yeah. It's Danucci for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, I like his attitude. I like his confidence. He I like does his have attitude. some confidence. Yeah, well, maybe a little too much, but it's hard. You it's believe hard yourself. Way. It's true. <laughs> you do, or nobody else. Let's, nobody let's else talk. Will. Let's talk about Nucci Man here for a second. Um, That's a nice watch, Kyle. Thank you. Wow. Is, are you trying to change the subject? No, I just, just like the watch. It's it? very nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's hiding a watch tan right now. Um, with Ben Nucci, do you still like his potential? Isaiah? I like his potential, but I hate that word. I know you do hate. I that hate word. that word because um, potential doesn't mean that you're actually going to attain it. It just means it's, it's a possible. It's possible. Everybody has potential. So mm-hmm. how does that distinguish you from anybody else in the world? You're supposed to be the top one percent in, in the whole world. Outside of his potential, what is the value to this team right now for him? Practice squad. Okay. Yeah. Development. What Rob was talking about. Yeah. Can I he mean, get you a good look from a practice squad standpoint? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, scout team. One thing Mike McCarthy said after the game was using his legs. He he's he's got that element of his game. They use some of that redraw stuff, and and he can do that. Um, and that helps you during the week, especially if depending on who you're matching up with. I think that's the best situation for him. I mean, I'd be surprised honestly if they kept three quarter these three quarterbacks, all three of them on the roster. I just think you could go heavier at another position. We talked about some of these other spots that mm-hmm. they're pretty deep at. Uh, that's how I feel about it. He's definitely developing. He's fighting for, like you said, fighting for a spot on the practice squad uh, to further develop his career as an NFL quarterback. I think he has potential. Um, I, there's certain things. I mean, besides the three turnovers, which were awful turnovers, he did make some plays. He did make some throws where you zip some things in. You're like, wow, that's a good throw. He kept the offense moving at certain points in the game. But just like every young quarterback, it's just an accident waiting to happen. And he – he fell victim to it, and you can't fault him or blame him. Every young quarterback goes through those young growing pains, and he's not immune to them. You got to think about this guy. His first start in the NFL was was Sunday night in Philadelphia. Was it Sunday yeah, or Thursday? Yes, it was a Sunday. Sunday night, and that's a rough. That's a rough way to go. Was, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, luckily for for him, and there's been so many comparisons thrown around for like on the on the broadcast. You know, is he more Romo? Is he far? Because he, the, the gunslinger mentality is always a, put the label that's put on young quarterbacks that just throw it all around the park. But. You know, again, before you start putting all that out there, was that discussion on the? It, it, it somebody, was quickly. Somebody texted me that, and I thought they were joking. No, that so was, I think Babe, Babe, kind of threw it out there, but you know, Moose kind of dossed a little water on it. And <laughs> <cool> it <off. laughs> I guess I could get it from the gun gunslinger standpoint, I guess, right? Because he does. I mean, he'll like as I said, he's not afraid to rip I feel, it. In I feel there. like he's a guy that once he settles down. Once he settles down into a system, I feel like he would be a very confident player. Okay. I, I really do. I really feel like once he grasps the offense and once he has confidence in that system, timing, all that kind of stuff with his receivers, I feel like he would I think he would he would develop relatively quickly. When can he settle down though? Because know, nobody knows that. I know yeah, nobody would yeah. know, but that's the thing is that's really discouraging to me is because we saw it last year <clears throat> against Philadelphia. Had to come in, spot duty, nobody blames him for the Philadelphia game. I don't think because it was no, a terrible no, situation. No, no, no. You had zero offseason. You're a rookie quarterback. You're coming from a small school. The the pace of play was just not there for Ben DiNucci last year. You expected to maybe see an uptick. And that, has there been an uptick? I, I don't think there has. I think, if anything, it's even kind of leveled off a little I think, bit. I think more what you're looking for is better decision-making. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more so important than it is the physical, right? Because his his arm motion that's not going to change. Sure, it's just not. It's too late in his in his life for that to change. So you deal with it. Um, he finds ways to create windows with his legs and all those other other all the other methods. However, his decision making doesn't seem to have improved. I mean, you look at his game. He went fourteen for nineteen with three interceptions. So he was really seventeen for nineteen, right? But he just <laughs> three of those went to the wrong people. <laughs> so I mean. 14 for 19, if you took the interceptions away, 14 for 19 for 120, that's not bad. It's a pretty good That's not bad line. at all, yeah. right? So 
it's it's the decision making. We're not talking about how he was how he had a really good pass completion percentage. We're talking about the the bad decisions that resulted in interceptions. So he has to figure out a way to take those off the table. If he takes those off the table, he improves his position on rosters. Well, he also uh, then uh, sent one uh, touchdown, right? I mean, in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. he threw a touchdown pass. In Arizona? No, oh. in Arizona. no to the other team. Oh, oh yeah, 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 okay. He did. He did, Chris. You're saying that. So he's he got a touchdown yeah. pass. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Dang it, Chris. It's truth. Dang it. Chris came in there. Yeah. Beam saved so that's, the argument. I mean, there it is. Where I mean, you going with that? It was a pick six to Lonnie Johnson for those who haven't watched the game yet. But, yeah, that's, that's where I stand. I, I, I feel like I'm grilling you here, no. but you are the, the former quarterback at the table. But. How do you teach the decision making? Can you teach decision making? Absolutely. I think he's learning that. I don't I don't believe that he's not Is learning how reps? to make that's just decisions. It's just at the end of the day, he has to make the decision not to make that throw. You know, I mean, like for a long time when I was playing quarterback, I had to make the decision not to try to make the big play in the field. It's like throw it away. Like that was a learning process for me. Like, no, I want to make a play. I'm looking for anybody and everybody. Heck, go deep. Go that way. Go 60 yards. I don't care. I'm going to throw it. If I hit you good, if I don't hit you, it's at least an incompletion. Mm -hmm. He's not to the point where he can make it just an incompletion. He's to the point where it's like big play or interception. He has to get to the point where it's it's either big play or guess what? Maybe just throw it in the ground or just throw it away. And that takes a lot for you to get to that point. But there's going to be one time where he does it in the game. He's going to be like, ah. That was easier than I thought. <laughs> why haven't I done yeah, this? Why, why, haven't I, why haven't I done this the whole time? And, and when that clicks for him, I think he'll start making huge jumps. Parcells called it impulse throws. Yeah. yeah when when Romo, t- and I'm not comparing him directly to Romo because Dave got me in trouble on Twitter. He, that, I, I quoted me Dave by gets saying everybody in trouble. Yeah, on yeah. Twitter. Romo needed some time too, you know. And I wasn't. I was joke. I wasn't making a direct comparison. That's not fair to Ben. But he had that touchdown drive in Arizona that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, not. Cooper Rush did it the other night. Did it last night, uh, Saturday night, and and got away with it. An impulse throw that should have been picked off. Yes. Uh, Garrett Gilbert's thrown it into traffic at least twice oh in gosh, these three yeah. games. You could be around the league and still, you know, get yourself in trouble doing that. So for him, it, it is the decision making. It's seeing things faster, seeing the field develop faster. That's where Dak, I think, to me, is really Grown, yeah. his game is just taken off because he's seen everything now. You know, and sometimes it takes just being on the field. You have to have the talent to do it as well. And I think for Ben too, like he's not the tallest quarterback. And I think sometimes he, he's. It looks like maybe he's struggling a little bit to see over things too. That's a myth, though. The think whole, so? Yeah, I know so. The whole seeing the seeing over the the line thing is just not a, it's not a thing. Because guys are looking at passing lanes. It's, 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 you're looking through. You're looking through lanes. So that's okay. when the, that's when the footwork comes into it. I think that's. I mean, Kyler Murray's he's he's totally debunking everything that everybody's ever said about about the height thing. Drew Brees has totally debunked it. You know, you go all the way, Doug Flutie, everybody has, oh, there's been a lot of, you know, freaking um, Wilson, Russell Wilson. I mean, these guys are not tall. Um, so they're seeing, you're seeing through lanes. It just really comes down to him just, hey, don't do that. Don't do that, young fella. Like, just just don't. It's not worth it. Throw it away. You you have your legs. Use your legs. Nobody's going to yell at you for, for running three yards and sliding. That's, that's much better than throwing the ball up in the air. But to P's point, that's exactly what you had even alluded to before, is just having the vision to see when a guy is going to be open to throw him open. That maturity in his decision-making process, he just hadn't got there. We hadn't seen him get to that point, and therefore, that's why you're getting those errant throws. Yeah, I mean, but like even myself as a young quarterback, I had to learn to sit in the pocket. Because when I wasn't confident with with timing and right. when I wasn't with confident with, with you know throwing just sitting back there in the pocket, I took off. Yeah. I was gone, mm. right? I was gone, and I was considered a running quarterback. But I, I bet you what, we were getting the first down. We weren't having negative yardage. I wasn't throwing an interception. As a matter of fact, I think I have the lowest interception percentage in my school's history because I was I was not going to make a bad throw. You know, I did not want to do that. So. I had to learn to sit back and trust my guys and throw the ball and guess what? Throw the ball away and and not try to run people over and slide. And so he has to get there. He has to get there. And unfortunately, he's just not there yet. But I feel like at some point in time, if he continues to receive opportunities, he will. That that light bulb will come on for him. Hopefully so for Ben DiNucci. And by the way, for those of you at home with your talking Cowboys bingo cards, if you uh, were waiting on a Doug Flutie reference to be mentioned, mm, you can now cross like off your, uh, oh. your bingo card today because I'm sure that was probably on there. All right. <laughs> when we come back, there's some other things we saw on Saturday, not all of which were on the offensive side of the football with, with great challenges come great opportunity. We're going to talk about how we saw that from the defense when we come back on Talking Cowboys.
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. There <laughs> it is. Official right. spokesperson. You have gotten us all glasses and lenses. <laughs> oh, you keep that up. Mm-hmm. Rob P's going to get his soon, right? Yes. P, yes. P are you going to go? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, man. I just, I'm catching up on my sleep, man. I just got back into town. <laughs> I'll get there. That's true. I'll That's get true. there. Well, we're going to get it got all a baby. Out. Oh, man. Yeah, That's, you do. You've got a lot of stuff going on for sure. So does the Cowboys defense this past offseason. By the way, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans here on Talking Cowboys. If you're just joining us, we just talked a lot about the offense, talked a lot about the backup quarterback position and just how concerning it is for this Cowboys organization. The concern going into the offseason was the defense. And so far, I've seen a turnaround. At least in my opinion. I want to get y'all's opinion. But there was a a weird instance. And weird shouldn't be a thing anymore because of 2020 now into 2021 by any means. But uh, no Dan Quinn or Carlos Watkins, both of which leaving the stadium out of precaution uh, in terms of contact tracing for COVID-19. And so Joe Witt Jr. had to call the plays on Saturday, really a last-minute thing. But this is a guy who Coach McCarthy, Coach Quinn, both have a lot of confidence in. What did you see from the defense on Saturday? Because even if the offense was pitter-pattering, I thought the defense showed a lot of positives. Yeah, it's not enough to say about the job that Joe Witt uh, Jr. did. And, you know, when you talk about 2020 and the whole newness of weird that we're experiencing, when I heard that, you know, Quinn was, was out – I was like, wow, this is this this can't happen during the regular season. So whatever happens, let's see what Joe Witt does. And it then it reminded me that Joe Witt was one of the candidates mm-hmm. when we were looking for a defensive coordinator as well. So it just talks about how da- dynamic this coaching staff is. And and I'm not going to go out there too far with some of the superstars that we have on this coaching staff, but I just felt like Joe Witt did an awesome job with dialing it up. And, man, I don't know what we're – are we a 3-4? Are we a 4-3? It's a hybrid defense it's a, officially. It's, it's a hybrid yeah. all over the place. And I just thought that – First of all, just the way that they are using Micah Parsons. Mm. Micah Parsons is 
everywhere. He's standing in the A-gap. He's out on the edge. He's at the sa- he's everywhere on the field. And just some of the blitzes that Witt was dialing up, I loved them. I, I loved the, the pressure from the safety position. I loved some of the stunting that we saw with O.C. Adigizua and, and uh, Micah. And I think you pointed that out in a tweet, uh, how that you know how successful that was. And, and look, Micah Parsons is everywhere. He is all over the place. And this kid is – if you thought he was good in the draft, well, I, at least I did. Yeah, you know, of course I thought he was good, but you know he is—he yes, is a lot did. more. He is a lot. We're getting a lot more in his ability uh, to to blitz it and, and just cover all of the weaknesses that people thought that he had. He doesn't have any, mm-hmm. I guess, right now in preseason. But from a defensive standpoint, Kyle, I'm, I'm I'm with you. There's so much that I'm seeing from guys like Darrance Armstrong, even Bradley and I. Dude, Bradley and I had himself a game, didn't he? Bradley and I setting that edge, setting that edge. Now he did at one point. He made a tackle and he like did a split. Did y'all see that? Yeah, he almost blew I did. Yeah, 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 that 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 scared me a little bit a little because. Scary. Had Heckma done a split like that on, on the yeah, field, you, yeah. you care flighted me yeah. up out of there, too. Yeah, but you, I'm just you, telling. Have, you definitely would have had a new talent. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, man, I was definitely pleased with, with the job. And the, the last thing is, you know, we talked, uh, P, we talked, P, about the, the offense last year. I think the, the Cowboys' defense was number one at points off of turnovers, meaning points scored against them on turnovers. You saw when they did get have the turnover, they gave up that, you know, gave up the touchdown. Uh, initially, but then in the second half had a goal line stance which and only gave up a field goal, which I thought was good as well. And that's to me, that was the changing uh, to see the defense hold up like that. I think for the first time this preseason, we've seen the culture of our defense show up, the new culture, uh, the Dan Quinn culture, which is uh, which is fast and furious yes, right? and relentless. I, I think we saw that and regardless of who was in the game. Um, these guys were flying around. I like that fast. Yeah. It's Dom Toretto defense. Man, that's it. Mm, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all about all right. family. Exactly. It's all about family. <laughs> it's all about family. <laughs> um, but these guys were relentless. I mean, you saw guys all over the place. You know, you just alluded to the different fronts and stunts and things that they brought. Um, obviously, that comes from the defensive coordinator. You know, he did a great job stepping in for Quinn. But the players, the players showed up, man. Bradley and I, Micah Parsons. You know, you you start talking about it was good to see Malik Hooker in there. Um, it was good to see um, – uh, who else was that? Oh, Jabril Cox. Mm. That's somebody I had yes, my eye on. Indeed. And he was Falling. flying around. Yep. I mean, you think about it, that's going to be your second wave of your – that's your second lineup coming in as your linebackers. So, I mean, it was really good to see these guys, and they were having fun. They were having fun. And we talked about this all offseason. These guys were having fun running around, hitting, and and just celebrating just Go a good hit time. Go hit them with the C word. Go hit them with the C word. What is it? <laughs> Coach, <laughs> it, it it showed up. It showed up, and um, I'm really hoping that that was not just a one-time appearance, and that that is the new identity for this defense. So I'm looking at some of the the PFF grades just for fun, just to kind of see where everybody kind of fell in. Micah Parsons scored a 90, 90 plus. Jabril Cox had an 82. He was the third best. Who was the second best player on that that list? If you had to guess, he's a defensive end. Wasn't Dorrance Armstrong? It was Mr. Randy Gregory. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He was yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Ninety four is the truth. He was coming off the ball, man. With with the the front seven, I mean, and you guys credit to both of you in terms of the the idea to revamp the front seven because at least at the moment it looks like it's working. I mean, they are revamped. I mean, Randy Gregory coming back, having a full offseason, looks like it continues on. He even said it. There's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on that defensive line. Micah Parsons certainly adds to that mix as well. But how much improved have you seen from that side of the football? It's, it's night and day. Right from now, last year, because from last year, no I mean, now you have now you have to compare it. This is preseason. Let's yes. let's not get crazy, Still, okay? I, I this know, is preseason, and we're playing against the Houston Texans, okay? So let's let's I, yeah, I was gonna let's s- make sure we temper our expectations mm-hmm. right correctly. However. What they put on film is what they put on film, and they were flying around and they were being dominant. These are still professional athletes that they're playing against. Now, it's not Tampa Bay's front. Let's get that very clear. Now, but it is very encouraging to see these guys thriving, you know, seemingly thriving within this new system and building confidence because that's really what pro athletes need. 
and it kind of sounds silly. Everybody's like, well, you're a fat pro athlete. You shouldn't need to feel that. No, no, you do. You do. Every mm-hmm. every level, you need to feel good about what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You need to feel good about your assignment. You need to feel good about where you fit in the scheme and what how how impactful can you be on the field. Osa Odigizua, he did a great job. He was jumping off the screen. You know, you look at guys that are jumping off the screen. This dude was in the backfield 75. often now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah often. And, and, and with energy. Not only was he making plays, but you saw guys mm-hmm. after the play, like, being live. That's what I'm used to seeing in a successful Dan Quinn system. they got to figure out that that D-tackle deal because Neville's mm-hmm. going to come back, you would hope, in the next yep. couple months. Before that, okay, so Brent Urban started Brent, the game yep. with Osa. Osa looks like he's going to play. No, so he's he's, he's going to be an impact player. Week one, you get that out of a third round draft pick, man. That's a that's a really good yep. draft pick. Um, so that's that's really encouraging. They work Justin Hamilton in there, so they got to figure that out. But yeah, the front seven, man. Mike McCarthy spoke after the game. He's I've he said I don't want to disrespect any of my former teams, but I have not seen a linebacker group with this much depth and talent that we've seen. And I think he's right. I mean, that sub package where they've got Micah and Keanu Neal together, mm. that's a really fun fast group to get fun. in terms of fast, physical. You ever seen Mighty Ducks 2? It kind of reminds <laughs> yeah. me of Fulton and Dean Portman just going at it. You know? And like that's that's a really good sub package there. The Texans, okay, look, Zeke said it last week that they want their this offense to be the number one offense in the league. I don't think Houston's going to compete for that. You know, they're they're not they're no. not they're not a very talented offense top to bottom. But so that is keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But look, anytime you hold somebody to zero for ten on third down, like that's, that's saying that is saying something. And one of them that's I think was a drop huge. in the first quarter, but that that was impressive. And you heck, you mentioned the quick change in the first quarter. They didn't respond to that great. I mean, they gave up some some runs there in the in that first drive, and you kind of thought, man, that's that's kind of looks a little like last year. But they did a better job overall, and it was three point two yards a carry for the game Houston had. So overall, I mean, yeah, that was an impressive performance. They just look comfortable, like you said. They're changing things up. They are blitzing, which is some cool blitz packages they got. They coming. They're coming, but <laughs> they, you know, I don't see a lot of bus either. The communication seems to be pretty good, you know, top to bottom. So. No, I, I love that, and I love what you were talking about as far as the linebacker group because, man, all of a sudden, there are a lot of decisions that have to be made there as well because what are you going to do once you see your rookie, Jabril Cox, take the, you know where he, take the reins in that position? He plays really well in pass coverage. That's what got him drafted, how superior he was there. Now he's showing you things in the running game as well. Also, blitzing. Now, he came on a blitz, and, and Thompson got credit for it, but yeah. that was all because of Jabril Cox and what he did. And so what do you do now with Leighton? What do you do now with Jalen, guys that are making money, trying to make that big money um, that are now second-tier, third-tier guys? When you, uh, They're afterthoughts when you start talking about what they do as far as in those sub-packages because Ken O'Neal Neil is – Man, he is a general when he is out there. And you mm-hmm. can see that the, the way that the guys respect him, and that's based off of his actions on the field. Right. And he's just putting he's putting that tape out there. Also, man, at the safety position, if you didn't have questions before, you have bigger questions now because Jerron Curse. He had a good game. Yeah. You're, you're talking yeah. about questions in a good way. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Well, yeah, in a, in, yes. a great, yeah, in a great way. Great way. And I think that's going to be a discussion Wednesday is we, I mean, we talked about the DB room last week. Let's try and let's try and talk about that on Wednesday a little bit because I want to get deeper into that. And we've got to get out of the way uh, because there is another podcast after us. It's Players Lounge has got to get started. So you can tune into that on DallasCowboys.com. But we'll be here on Wednesday, 1120, I believe, is the start time. So it's a little bit off. I, uh, we have to work around Coach McCarthy's schedule. So we'll make sure and do that. that. But in? we will be right Talk back here. SWBC Mortgage Studios on Wednesday. Do yourself a favor. Go check out A Path to Safety, the deep blue on DallasCowboys.com, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's everywhere. Do yourself a favor. It's fantastic. For Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, and the great Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks for listening. So long from Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!